Hello, I'm Joe Haddo and this is our series of interviews with the Theakston's Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award, Long Listies. Produced and curated by Harrogate International Festivals in partnership with Theakston's Old Peculiar, WH Smith and The Express. And it's great to have you with us. Today I'm joined by an author who is no stranger to Harrogate. As the writer Steve Mosby, he's been attending the festival for years, but as Alex North, he is a debut novelist who published The Whisper Man last year to great acclaim. And now a long listing for this award. So here to talk more is Alex North. Welcome. Hi there, Joe. Thanks a lot for having me on. It's very uh, exciting to be here and talking it's to you. It's a pleasure to have you. It's lovely to see you. And as I've said to most people, um, it's a shame we're not going to be standing out on that lawn in Harrogate outside the old uh, Swan Hotel. I know. I was absolutely gutted. Uh, you know, I've been coming to the festival since, you know, like you say, since about 2006, uh, you know, yeah. 2007. I remember the first time that I, that I went there, I was nervous thinking, you know, am I going to fit in? Do I belong amongst all these crime writers? And the thing you find with the festival is within, you know, 10 minutes, you know, you're just accepted with everybody. Everybody is so friendly and so welcoming. And obviously it's grown over the years, but it still kind of kept that spirit, I think, to it. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the highlight of my year. So, yeah, it was really, really... Um, kind of gutting that it's not taking place this year and for the team and for Harrogate yeah. in general and for all the readers and authors but you know all we can do is make sure as we will that we come back next year stronger and having a, you know a good time that makes up for this year as well you know oh it certainly will I'm sure but although the festival isn't going ahead this award is and congratulations for being long listed for it it's uh, it's a really great list it is. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Thank you very much, uh, first of all. But yeah, I mean, when I look at it, it's lovely to win awards and things like that. But when I, I tend to look personally at shortlists and longlists as kind of a uh, kind of representation of what's going on in the genre at any one time. Uh, and I think with this list, it's, it's always a great list, but this year especially shows a genre that's in incredibly good health. You know, I mean, uh, the 18 books there, I'm not going to say anything kind of arrogant about mine, but I think that, you know, <laughs> I would find it very, very hard to choose uh, six books from that to form a shortlist. I think you could make a case for any particular book making it, you know, and, and probably even winning it. So mm -hmm. it's kind of, um, it's just amazing for me to see my book amongst that kind of caliber of company, you know. Uh, it's, so yeah, it's, it, was, it was a pleasure, you know. And you are a big reader, as we know. We can tell from the shelves at the side of you there that you're a, a, big, a big reader of the genre. And, you know, obviously the crime community is very supportive. So you know probably a lot, if not all, of the authors on that list. But have you yes. had a chance to, to get stuck into many of those books? And do you have some favourites? Uh, I've read I've read a fair few of them, yeah, and obviously, yeah, like you say, you know people as well. So on that level, it's quite quite hard to to choose. And in a sense, I mean, uh, Mick Heron, Joe Country, um, I think was a standout for me. And obviously, Mick has been um, on the shortlist quite a few times. So you know, I think he's in with a he's just a superb writer. You know, yeah. and he's a writer's writer. Every and he's a lovely guy. Everybody loves him. And uh, that's the Jackson Lamb series gets better, I think, with every book. Um, and Joe Country is just superlative, you know. And also Will Carver's um, Nothing Important Happened Today. Um, I loved it, you know. It's really, really different. Um, and I think what he's doing something interesting with the genre that's a little bit sort of distinct from what, you know, the rest of us are doing. He's carving his own path, Will Carver. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, really, I really enjoyed that book. I, I thought it was great. And when so, I spoke those, to, to Mick, he said, uh, you know, I said, what would it mean... To, to win this and he said it would mean almost as much as winning the Harrogate quiz on a Saturday night 
<laughs> but he always wins the Harrogate quiz on a Saturday night. Nick is yeah, he's got a, the trophy. a font of knowledge, you know. I stay well away from the quiz because actually my 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 knowledge of the genre is is fairly slack. Uh, but Mick, he's such, he's a machine when it comes to that kind of thing. So. Talk about um, your novel then that is on the shortlist. Uh, on the cover of the Whisperman, it says you'll hear the whispers, then you'll hear the screams. Uh, for those who haven't read it yet, who or what is the Whisperman, and what is this story? Okay, so The Whisperman is a book about uh, Tom Kennedy and his young son, Jake. Um, and Tom's wife, Jake's mother, has died the year before. And they're both struggling um, to deal with their grief and to connect with each other and to kind of make sense of this world, uh, this new world they found themselves in. Jake's quite a troubled little boy. Uh, he has lots of imaginary friends. And he's quite sort of, um, yeah, it's otherworldly, perhaps. And to make a fresh start, Tom and Jake move to a small, sleepy village of Featherbank to kind of, you know, to begin a new life. Uh, but they don't know that 20 years earlier, a serial killer known as the Whisperman operated there, abducting and murdering young boys. Now, he was caught, um, but just before Tom and Jake arrive, uh, another little boy goes missing. And then shortly after they move in, Jake starts hearing whispering at his window and his imaginary friends take on increasingly sinister turns. So, yeah, that's what it is. The Whisperman is a serial then. killer. <laughs> I, I shuddered when you said about the whispering at the window because it, it brings me back to reading it for the first time. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's really, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a great book and I loved it, as you know. It's very, it's very creepy. Um, where did the idea for it come from? Uh, well, I knew I wanted to write about fathers and sons. I wanted to write about uh, yeah the relationship between a father and a son, but I wasn't sure exactly how to do it. I wanted it to be a thriller. Um, but then one day, uh, just after we'd moved into a new house so a few years ago, my son, he was about three or four at the time, uh, and I was in the kitchen and he was in the front room and I heard him playing and I came through um, and he was kind of talking to himself a little bit. And so I asked him what he was doing and he said, oh, I'm, I'm just playing with the boy on the floor. And that kind of like, okay. Um, but as a writer, I, was, I thought, okay. You know, that's kind of like <laughs> a line that would say with me and something that I, can, uh, I could use. And so at that point, I decided that Jake in the story would have these imaginary friends and that some of them might start to become slightly scary. Um, and, you know, fortunately, there were no more visits from the boy on the floor in real life. Um, in real life. Was, yeah, in real life. And it was, I knew it was something I could use in the book. And from, from there, the story just developed. You know. You've uh, published crime novels before under a different name, this being your debut as Alex North. Did you approach this book any way differently to how you've written before? No, not particularly. Um, I mean, there was a break between, I wrote 10 books uh, under my original name. And, and it was just, it just felt like time, uh, for, time for a change of identity in a way. You know what publishing's like, everything, everything changed very quickly. And in, in a short space of time, I lost my, um, lost my editor, my publicist, everything like that. My agent died. And it just got to the point where um, I was 40 years old. I'd done 10 books uh, and I thought, you I'm just going to... You don't No, thank you. He's such a charmer. Um, but I just, I just thought it's, maybe it's time to draw a line and start something anew. And The Whisperman is slightly different from the work I did before. It's a slightly sort of, the horror element is more to the fore. It's a creepier kind of book. Uh, but really, I mean, the writing process at this point is, is very similar in terms of how I approach things, which is sit down, type, and hope. <laughs> you know, that something works, that something comes out of the, out of the process. You know, I should have a, a more, uh, I should have a better routine in place by now, but it's kind of just hit and hope still after all these years. It's good to know. That's good to know because that's the tried and tested formula. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's just chaos, hopefully controlled chaos out, you know, some order arises from it somehow. 
What I've said in previous uh, chats with other authors on this um, long list is that the the sort of breadth of variety on the list, you know, they're, they're all crime novels under the umbrella of the genre, but there are so mm. many different types of that now, um, you know, and people are really pushing the boundaries. And it's interesting you said about the horror angle, which is something that maybe you've, is that, is that a genre that you love in itself to read and that's, that you've been thinking about, you know, adding into your crime writing for a while? Yeah, I mean, it, it's always been a genre that I love horror. Um, but I think that the great thing about crime, like you say, and it's reflected on the long list, is that it's a genre in which you can do pretty much anything you want, you know? Um, and a, any idea that I've, I've wanted to turn into a book has always worked within crime. Um, and so that's kind of where I've always gone. But you can always add dark stuff in. I mean, there's, there's I mean, look at writers like John Connolly. His books have become yeah. kind of more overtly supernatural as they go. And at the same time, there is room for kind of more gritty real, social realism and things like that. It's, it's such a broad church that it can encapsulate all these different um, types of story. And that's kind of what I love about it. Um, mm. Yeah. Now, as I said, you, you've been coming to Harrogate for many, many years. You're heavily involved with it. Um, how did it feel when you heard that you'd been longlisted for this prize? Um, just uh, totally amazing, you know. I mean, um, as we've been saying, it's such a strong list. And so to see your work kind of there uh, amongst amongst all these sort of superlative novels is, is just really pleasing, you know? But also, yeah, I, had, I do have an, an emotional attachment to Harrogate, let's say, you know, because I have been coming here for uh, loads and loads of years. I'm quite local to it, and, you know, I'm sort of involved with the programming to some extent. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it's very much, you know, it's, it's my favourite festival by a long shot uh, and one I have a huge attachment to. So to end up on the long list for the award is, is just really nice, really pleasing. You mentioned that you wanted to write about fathers and, and sons and just want to go back to that because um, it, the relationship in the book that you talk about, is, you know, it's, it's about a father trying to connect with his son, which can sometimes be difficult for fathers and sons, us both being sons. Um, we probably know a bit about that. How did you find writing this sensitive subject as a dad yourself? I just had to dive into it, I think. I mean, the little boy in the book, Jake, he's not like my son. My son Jake is quite sort of um, subdued and quiet, whereas my son is really not. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he doesn't have any trouble being social or anything like that. He's not like Jake's. But you inevitably draw on things like that. Uh, and although it is, a, it is a spooky book, it's meant to be a thriller. There's the police procedural element. There are scary elements to it. Uh, there are possible, possible supernatural overtones to it or are there. Uh, but I think one of the reasons that people have responded to it, and my favorite part of the book, is the relationship between Tom and Jake. You know, this father and this son who desperately want to connect with each other, but just slightly miss in the middle each time. You know, they don't quite understand each other. Um, and I think it's that emotional, and we can all relate to that. Um, and I think it's that kind of emotional uh, side of it that, that people have responded to as much as the scary stuff and the whispering at the window and everything. At its heart, it's a story of a little boy and his father who love each other, uh, but just can't quite connect and need to find a way of doing that in order to, to beat the, you know, to overcome the situation they find themselves in. Yeah. A lot of crime writers um, discuss, you know, the mystery, the twist, the, the, the struggle in trying to get something to work. And I wondered, do, 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 is there a mystery or twist in a story that just 
isn't coming that you've just persevered with and persevered with it and in the end had to give up on? There probably will be, but the thing about twists and things, yeah, I mean, the thing about twists is that they shouldn't feel forced, they should feel natural. So I never approach a story um, thinking, oh, I must have a twist at the end. Um, Hopefully one arises organically uh, and naturally in the writing process, at which point um, you can have this brilliant light bulb moment where it's like, oh, yeah, now you have to go back and rewrite loads to make it fit, which is kind of annoying, but then worthwhile in the end. But, you know, I never feel the need to shoehorn one in, in particular. It's what's is what uh, occurs naturally in the story. The same with the, this kind of the scarier elements in it. I don't think, oh, it's been 50 pages, I need to have a frightening scene now. It's like, hopefully they just emerge naturally from what's happening. And that, I think, makes them more effective. Same with twists, you know. When a twist is forced in, you can kind of tell. And it's like stop twisting now, you know. Right, um, yeah, okay. Uh, it's Yeah, it has to be, I suppose you're right, it has to has to arrive naturally in the story that you're writing for it to then actually take people by surprise. Otherwise, you can probably see it coming. Yeah, you can either see it coming or it's so far left of field that it's like, <laughs> yeah. what? You know, it has, to, it has to be a kind of light bulb moment for the reader where they're like, of course. You know, I never saw that coming. But of course, in hindsight, yes, it was obvious that it was going to be that. Uh, but they don't see it until that point. And at that point, yeah. you know, it recasts everything they've read in a different sort of light. Um, and it's really, it's really great when that happens. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, before we let you go, I just wanted to ask, you know, what does the Fix and Old Peculiar Crime Novel of the Year Award mean to you? Um, for me, I mean, there are all these different crime awards out there. Um, but for me, the, the Thiexton's Award is certainly the most prestigious in my mind, you know. And, and so to be nominated for it, as I've said, is absolutely brilliant. To imagine winning it would be a dream. Um, but, you know, right now I'm just happy to be in the mix with the other, with the other writers, you know. So it's, uh, it's, it's great. Well, we wish you all the best with it. Um, Thank you. And, uh, you know, we, we will await the shortlist. And the book that we're talking about is The Whisper Man. It's published by Michael Joseph. It's out now. It's available to buy. If you haven't read it, why not treat yourself from WH Smith? And remember that you get to vote for this shortlist. So if you want to see Alex on that list, head over to harrogatethixtoncrimeaward.com and you can place your vote. It's been lovely chatting to you and uh, look forward to when we can share a beer. Absolutely, Joe. And yeah, it's been a pleasure chatting to you too. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.